Texas Governor Greg Abbott is defying federal law as part of a larger Republican strategy to make Biden appear weak on borders. Just how can Biden respond? Ed Blakely is a former Washington insider now living in Sydney, Australia. My name is freelance journalist and author Sean Britton. Find us each and every week wherever you find good podcasts, as well as on Facebook and Patreon at US of Ed. Texas is seceding from the Union. Oh, not good news. (laughs) Well, maybe not quite, but they are defying federal law. Uh, After the mandate we spoke about last week from the Supreme Court, ordering Governor Greg Abbott to remove the reams of razor wire at one heavily travelled portion of the southern border, Abbott has rejected the ruling and basically dared Biden to do something to enforce it. Ed, what's going on? Well, I think what Biden should do is simply surround them and dare them to do something that's dastardly and then sue Abbott himself personally for negligence. The Supreme Court has given him all the room for that. Uh, This is an important issue, but you notice how the Republicans are using it for themselves. They're not interested in the border. They're interested in occupying their own political space. And the more the cynicism continues, the harder it's going to be for them to sell Trump as the presidential candidate. Look, Biden is indeed saying he'll shut down the border if given the power, although it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Uh, What Biden wants is to uh, shut down asylum screenings for those who cross illegally if and when illegal border crossings reach more than 5,000 a day over a five-day average, which is about half of what is currently happening anyway. Uh, But this being an election year and Republicans sensing that chance to make Biden look weak on borders, they are refusing to play ball on that one in the Senate, Ed. Well, this was their bill, if you'll recall. And um, now they're between a rock and a hard place. If they say they're withdrawing their bill, Biden can say, okay, I'll put mine in. It looks exactly like theirs and have them reject it. Uh, this is really silly, 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 silly stuff, and people are seeing through it. Well, putting aside, uh, of course, the the issue of negotiating with Republicans, what can Biden do uh, if we are to assume there is a crisis going on on the American border? Well, he has to go with the law. Remember, he had during uh, COVID uh, a lot of authority that is gone now taken away by the Supreme Court, saying that you can make mandatory stoppage of the border. Uh, Clearly, Trump thinks that he's president. He doesn't need a Supreme Court. He'll just do it. What I think Biden has to do is firm up the things he can and make them look bigger than they are. Number one, don't allow anyone, unless they've gone to a U.S. embassy, try to declare that they are refugees. Refugees have to have proof, and the proof, usually in every other place in the world, it was going to the embassy that is U.S. controlled or U.N. controlled. 
put that back into effect and say you have to stay in Mexico until you've done that. Mm. Or alternatively, move a very small contingent of American uh, officers, inspection officers across the border for them to do that. Unless you make that screening, you can't come in. That's what has to be done. Well, as you say, Ed, uh, a lot of the uh, Republican response is happening at the behest of the Republican frontrunner, Donald Trump. Uh, he, they, they sort of fear he's going to be back on the ticket and they don't want to defy him, knowing his taste for vengeance. Since we spoke last week, the judge has ruled against Trump in the defamation case brought by author E. Jean Carroll to the tune of $83.3 million. Any thoughts? Well, first of all, that's a lot less than we're making. <laughs> um, no, I, I think when the Giuliani uh, verdict came in, the judges weren't listening, but the jurors were. And the whole issue is, what does it take to silence the 50... $9 million was used to silence Giuliani. Maybe $83 million will silence Trump, and he has to put the money up. He's going to get another whacking, too, because he has the um, state uh, wanting to take, because of the defrauding the state, some $500 million away. If he loses this case before judging Gorin, and the judge can move it almost to a billion dollars. He'll have to put that money up. And then where is he going to get money to campaign? Where is he going to get money to do anything? I think his supporters don't want to be paying money and bailing him out. They want to put their money in his campaign. And there may not be any place to put it. So this is going to hurt Trump. And I think he will personally be so hurt by this because money's more important to him than the presidency uh, that'll derail a portion of his campaign. And just before we move off this, uh, the federal cases, I feel like I haven't heard much about the uh, the documents case in some time. What's been happening on the federal level? Well, on the documents case, um, he has a judge that he appointed that doesn't want anything to happen before the election. And so Judge Cannon is delaying, delaying, delaying. The problem she has now is other cases are going to come in front of her because of her delays. And Smith knows this. And that would include the Georgia case. So uh, she's run out of rope, I think, on this one. And I think very soon the federal district court in Washington, D.C. is going to say he doesn't have immunity and the Supreme Court won't hear any challenge to that. Mm. So I think we're going to have some cases coming up as early as March. And look, just while we're in the area, uh, there's not been a lot of good news for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis of late. But he did have a bit of a win this week with a Tallahassee judge dismissing the lawsuit brought against the governor by the Disney Corporation 
over the state's dismantling of its special tax district. Uh, tit for tat over Disney's opposition to the governor's don't say gay laws. Any thoughts, Ed? Well, this one's going to be appealed, 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 and appealed. Uh, it's just, it's not really a victory. Even if he changes that organization, uh, the last group that was in gave them a 20-year run on the existing lease. You can't bring in a new board and change that lease unless you pay them out. So I think it's going to go on appeal, and DeSantos will probably be in a rocking chair before this is solved. <laughs> U.S. soldiers killed in Jordan uh, have brought American attention back to the Middle East region. Earlier this week, three members of the American military were killed by a drone attack that piggybacked within firing range of their base on the back of another aircraft. Uh, obviously, the withdrawal from Afghanistan was one of the biggest events we've seen during Biden's time in office, but... As I said to you a couple of weeks ago, Ed, the military appears to be getting itself more involved in the likes of uh, Yemen, as well as remaining active in Iraq, Syria, and the like. Are we seeing America get entrenched in Middle Eastern conflict again? Yes, we are. But who started this? George Bush. Uh, young Bush, when he invaded Iraq, set off this chain of events that is out of control. The Israelis have made it even worse. There seems to me to be no end of this. Netanyahu is not going to allow a two-state solution. Until that happens, there can't be any peace. So I wish I had some kind of a crystal ball here. Well, I guess I do. My crystal ball says this is a mess mm. and it will not be solved by Joe Biden or anyone else. Speaking of which, uh, Gaza, the International Court has found that Israel is plausibly committing genocide with their actions in the, uh, the Gaza Strip. The U.S. State Department was quick to jump to Israel's defense saying we continue to believe that allegations of genocide are unfounded and note the court did not make a finding about genocide or call for a ceasefire in its ruling. Uh, and some of the comments made around International Holocaust Remembrance Day did seem rather pointed. Ed, what's the implications here? Well, I think there's a couple things that are happening. One is Israel is losing favor across the United States, including the Jewish population. The Palestinians are playing the martyrs now. Uh, the court is adding to that. The pressure is on the Israelis to come up with some solution that's not killing. And there's only one path forward. That is a Korean solution, marginal line. DMZ, whatever you want to call it, maybe three or four, up to five kilometers deep, where the Israelis can station military troops, etc. But on the other side of that line is another nation, 
that is recognized by the world and that other nation is giving considerable capacity to defend itself from Hezbollah and everyone else. That is the only way out of this. CEOs of five major tech companies, including Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, have faced the Senate this week over allegations their platforms uh, facilitated child sexual abuse online. Uh, this would be part of the latest attempt to get workable child safety legislation through the Senate with a bipartisan agreement, uh, but it's stalled due to heavy lobbying from industry and digital rights groups. Any thoughts, Ed? Well, I think this is one where the industry itself ought to police itself and ask for legislation that backs up that policing. And I think Zuckerberg and the others are smart enough to do that. I don't think this is a space that will go away, but the issue will just go underground and the dark web. But it's important to cease the current to the web for these purposes. And Super Bowl 58, 58 if I've got my uh, Roman numerals correct, is set to kick off next week between the San Francisco 49ers and defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, which, look, if you know nothing else about football, you'll know is the team that Taylor Swift's boyfriend plays for. Uh, I mean, there's been some pretty bizarre conspiracies cropping up around this one, Ed, that uh, the Chiefs were allowed to win so that Swift could endorse <laughs> Biden for the presidency. Uh, she's, she's already got a pretty big reach, so I don't really know how much this increases it. But uh, look, Ed, I know uh, I know that you know the game. In fact, you, you coached for one of the teams involved in this year's clash. Uh, what can we expect? Well, the 49ers have a lot better coach than <laughs> when I was doing some coaching for them. Uh, I did not bear it for them in this game. I wanted the Detroit team to win because the 49ers have been in 71 playoffs and I think like 10 or 11 Super Bowls. Enough already. <laughs> um, the game, and I want to make kind of a Backstory here. The National Football League is probably the most competitive league of any sports league in the world. Until the last week, over half the teams that were competing had a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. That means there's really equality. And the difference is one or two mistakes. Uh I anticipate this will be a good game, but the team that makes the most mistakes, and we're talking about two or three, will lose. You can have as many scores as you want, but two or three mistakes will mean the other team will score almost every time. So I'm going to San Francisco and will be with my mates, all of them loudly, horribly, ferociously barracking for San Francisco <laughs> and against Taylor Swift. <laughs> Ed and I will be back next week to discuss all the latest goings on in the U.S. and abroad. 
Make sure to subscribe wherever you find the podcast and check us out on Facebook and Patreon at US of Ed.